0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Relay Bitcoin session uh, with a very special episode this time which uh, I think will will be very interesting for newcomers uh, especially because we have a a newcomer here, not anymore a newcomer, but uh, uh, like two years ago she was a a newcomer, Ivana Mitrovic, who is actually one of the first contributors to uh, the Relay project. Um, I think you're among the first. Four. You were the uh, person number four who helped, you know, uh, incubating and developing this, this whole thing. Uh, we would, would never have thought about being here at this stage uh, back then. It was like two years ago. Uh, so yeah, I uh, would love to uh, tell the people who you are, like you can maybe introduce yourself. Who you are, how did you get into uh, this project and how did you get into Bitcoin? I know.
1: Hi, Julian. Thanks very much for welcoming me and for inviting me to your podcast. And now that you say that it's been two years, it just sounds like crazy. So. I mean, like Maybe one and a half. April 2019, when, okay, I, when yeah. we met, actually. Yeah, and, and uh, it's really amazing that, uh, you know, just to see how much you accomplished since then and that, you know, you kind of pushed through and now now you're here. So congrats on, on uh, you know, um, on... Um, being so persistent and okay. achieving this. So yeah, um, Julian and I, we met on uh, Hackathon in 2019 and um, just to give you a little bit of background how I came to this Hackathon. So I, um, I'm, uh, I've been living in Switzerland for a couple of years by that time and then I worked in a bank and then uh, I was um, doing this corporate job for already three years and then I realized I wanted to you know uh, get into entrepreneurship so then I started going to a lot of startup events mm-hmm. and then, um, I, uh, I, uh, wanted to meet entrepreneurs and build my network and that's how you and I met. Um, but going back before, before this story, I want to tell a story about how I got into Bitcoin. So, uh, which is related to how you and I met was that, um, I had this friend, uh, he was one of my best friends and he was very much always in, uh you know, into finance, investing in stocks mm-hmm. and he was very innovative. And then he invested in Bitcoin very early mm-hmm. and, uh, he always told me, um, he lived on a, so we worked together in Mexico and then I moved to Switzerland. And then, because maybe was, that's
0: worth saying you, wh- what, did you work before? I uh, like what you work at UBS, right? Like you or where? Or what, what were your, uh, stages before?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I, so after finishing my studies, I went to Mexico and I worked there uh, in uh, tax department for PwC. Mm-hmm. And then after I, uh, it was basically just a six-month uh, mm-hmm. trainee program. And after I finished this, then I moved to Switzerland and I uh, started working uh, for UBS mm-hmm. uh, first in compliance and then in private banking. And then I had this friend from Mexico who uh, was investing in stocks uh, and. Uh, He also invested in Bitcoin very early and then he told me, uh, he was, you know, when I moved to Switzerland, he was texting me and saying, Hey, Vanna, There is this new thing you need to really try. You need to try it out. You need to learn about it. I earned this much money from the beginning when I invested, it's called Bitcoin. And back then, you know, I just came to Switzerland and I was really new and I was in this banking job and this was like really my number one priority. I didn't really want to learn anything else except from like traditional finance. And I didn't even have time to take a look at Bitcoin. And then just some time passed and all of a sudden Bitcoin price was super high. And my friend was texting me, oh my God, like I earned crazy, you know, returns and everything. And Imagine. then I felt like I, I missed out really, like I missed out on this uh, huge opportunity. Mm. And then, and then uh, I was thinking, well, now it's too late. you know, Now it's too late to get into Bitcoin. Now it's too late to start earn, uh, learning about uh, um, this new, whole new technology. And then again, I didn't do anything. And then, um, because um, after some time, I got bored with my corporate job, and then I wanted to get into entrepreneurship. So then I uh, went. I decided to go to uh, um, startup events. And that's uh, how I came to this hackathon of F10 in, mm-hmm. here in Zurich in 2019. And then I was there, and I had some friends who actually were... Uh, um, doing, um, wanted to create a, 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 an app, a platform related to wealth management. And this friend, he invited me to join their project because I was already in wealth management, I was already working in banking. But I said, No, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to join this project. I want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And then I remember uh, there was this part where people were going to stage and pitching their project. And mm-hmm. then they were saying, Okay, I need, you know, a developer, I need a marketing person, I mm-hmm. need a business person. And I remember you were there on the stage. Pitching uh, your app, pitching Relay, and I think this was one, like, if not uh, like one of the very few blockchain projects, if not the only one on, on this hackathon. I don't remember if there was any any other. There were
0: some, yeah, like maybe four or five out of like fifty projects. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I really like what you, I, I really uh, liked your story because I understood what this project was about. And by the way, by like uh, by that point, I didn't know anything about blockchain, so I didn't do any research because oh. I just thought it's like too much, you know, yeah. it's like too much. To, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. But I heard you pitching the project. And I was like, wow, this is something that I really understand. And it's blockchain related. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, um, uh, it, so in my head, everything was blockchain. Mm-hmm. But then and then um, everything was the same. So I said, Okay, I want to join this project. And that's mm-hmm. how I in the end, I approached you. And then uh, you were so kind to get me to participate in your project. It was also
0: very fascinating and very helpful and very, very valuable for the project, because it just, because you were such a newcomer, because you had no idea what blockchain and Bitcoin is and if there's even a difference, you, know, you just have mm-hmm. no idea. And that yeah. was very important because uh, because we are also ta- targeting exactly these people, right? And mm-hmm. so we could learn a lot from you. And obviously you also brought a lot of uh, other things in, in marketing and you know, web developing and everything you, you, you could, and SEO and whatever. So that was, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was, it was very good energy, I yeah. can remember. Yeah, so, so much fun. Yeah, right? absolutely. So whether if, if, if you think about, you, you were a newcomer two years ago and the, you, you certainly still have a lot of newcomers, oh. people in your, in your yeah. environment. Uh, what is what are kind of the biggest pain points that you still observe or that you remember from yourself getting with getting into Bitcoin? Like you said, oh, it's all too complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's like what what are maybe the the main pain points why people are not getting into Bitcoin still?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. So the first thing that I would say is just that uh, because, for example, I have family members who are interested in uh, in how to invest in Bitcoin and then they, you know, every now and then they come with a couple of questions and they ask me, hey, how does it work? You know, like uh, how can I, uh, you know, secure my investment or, uh, you know, where do I start or how safe is this and and so on. And then I think for them, uh, the biggest problem is they just don't know where to start. Because, um, I mean, let me give you an example. So, for example, I worked in uh, private banking and then we had a lot of customers who were kind of, you know, their average age was, let's say, about 50. Mm -hmm. And then many of these customers, they, for example, did not even want to use e-banking. Already e-banking for them was something that was like super high tech. And then imagine how would you actually bring this person to use Bitcoin or teach this person to use Bitcoin, which is something like in their eyes super advanced. So i think the biggest problem is that people just don't know where to start so that's the first problem the second one is they uh, are not sure how this asset class performs for example related to others so they know how you know cash works they know how stocks work they know how uh, bonds work but like how like what is the bitcoin price based on Mm -hmm. so that's another problem and then the third problem is um you know once you actually explain them how they can buy and you know how it works then the problem is, how do I store my keys safely? Yep. So that's another problem because everybody's, you know, like if you lose your e banking you login or your credit cards, you can always go to your bank and mm-hmm. your, your money's there. But, like, what happens if you know, God forbid, you lose your keys and you know, like you stay out of your funds, yeah? So that's another problem. And then, uh, like the fourth thing that I would mention is just that, um, there's still not ma- mass adoption, and then people most of these people are, you know, they're like late adopters and then they're waiting for other people to adopt. And Mm -hmm. then um, maybe once they see that, okay, like everybody else is doing this, I'm also, they're going to feel safe to also invest by themselves. So I would say that these are some of the biggest problems. And of course, you know, today you have solutions for all of them, you know, you can educate yourself online and uh, you can find all the answers, but you know, people, some people, they, you know, just wait Absolutely.
0: I think I think that they, these pain points are probably the same for years now. The yeah. same. It, it's just truly it's really, it, it really comes back to to these things, and then, you know, people have to have to do it themselves. They have to get into it, and that's a, it's quite an effort. And if you see, well, wow, it's it's such a huge topic, and a lot of people just also, you know, they they're all um, occupied with other things. Yeah, as exactly. Well. That's, it's that's,
1: not their number one priority. Exactly. Definitive. Exactly. Yeah.
0: so i think what would you say is true that the first thing is that like the first step is the 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 most difficult one to you know educate and to 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 get in touch with it and uh, what what a lot of people then do is they have some bitcoin or some crypto uh, person in their environment and they go and ask and so i think the the conversation first conversation is often uh, very very important and so you certainly had some of these conversations to no coiners or to newcomers Mm. How do you go how do you go about explaining then what Bitcoin is?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I think the most important thing not to do is not to become too technical because yeah. like once <laughs> you start, you know, in, in marketing this is called techno bevel. Uh-huh. And they say you should never do techno bevel to your customers or you know to anybody because like you, you can just see their eyes glaze over yeah. and then they don't even listen to you. But <laughs> you should you should try to understand what are some of the things they can relate to and then To explain, so what I would do, I would um, say, okay, it's a digital money, and you know, you can use it to pay for services or for products. And uh, the difference between um, uh, real money and and Bitcoin is that, for example, it's not controlled by uh, any central entity, it's decentralized, it's digital, and uh, there's um, uh, you know, limited supply, and uh, you know, you can buy Bitcoin on on the market. And the price depends on uh, demand and supply. So these are some of the similarities and differences compared to the to the regular money. And I think that's something that they can understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you know, if if they understand this and if they want to know more, then you can go into details how it actually works.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Just don't don't mention, you know, any technical yeah, thing exactly. because that's when that's what what makes them fear? You know that, yeah, that's what right. uh, that's what makes it complicated yeah. for them. And just so, just leave it out and start with something they already kind of understand. Right? Ah, very cool, very cool. And so once they understood, what do you think um, are the main reasons? What what holds them back from mm. from investing, from getting into it? Because you know you can get it to into it with ten bucks, twenty bucks. Yeah. So why, why don't they do it? Yeah. So once they understand, then I
1: think the next. Thing would be that um i mean what we already mentioned so first of all they don't know where to start so okay now they understand how bitcoin works but where do i go now like what mm-hmm. are the next steps that i take mm-hmm. now you know that's the first thing and then the second thing they just uh i guess maybe it's not their priority and then they just forget about it and they think okay one day i'm going to invest in bitcoin and uh it never happens in the end and then it just it happens the same as it happened to me at the beginning you know time's just passed, time just passes and all of a sudden bitcoin prices i don't know as it was 20000 and then you say, okay, now it's too expensive to invest. Why I didn't do it when the price was 3500 mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, in this case, for example, what you're doing with Relay is very important because you enable people to invest very easily, um, like beginners to invest very easily and to set up recurring payments which are, you set them once and then they're just there and you can mm-hmm. forget about it. You don't have to think about every month, okay, now I have to go to an exchange, you know, spend all this time sending money and, and, and uh, doing this. I mean, it's, it's the same as you set up, like, in your e-banking, uh, automatic, like, uh, outstanding payment and it's just there. Yeah. So th- that's why, you know, I think, for example, I would, I would tell all these no coiners who want to invest in Bitcoin. Okay. Now you go to download the app, you download Relay and you start using it. And this is how you start investing. And plus another benefit of this for um, newcomers is that they can invest small amounts of money and feel comfortable. So they don't have to think of, Oh my God, now I have to invest you a thousand bucks every month
0: because they, a lot of them don't even know, Oh, I can buy a fraction of Bitcoin, you know, yes, they don't yes. know that they can just get into it with 10 bucks. They think they need to buy a whole Bitcoin, a lot of them, or like, yeah, they, they often, they also just don't think about it, you know, how, yeah. how this would work and stuff. So yeah, I think, I think it's the, the education needs to be first for sure. And then the second step is, it's kind of having a tool to refer to them. That's very easy so that everybody can use like WhatsApp or whatever, right? Yes. And so how do you try to, if, if someone says, you know, uh, it's still after kind of understanding it or after uh, having talked to you about it, so still maybe they are not interested in, you know, they still don't want to, uh, to invest or uh, try out with 10 or 20 bucks. What, mm-hmm. Do you try to convince them at all? And if yes, how? Or how do you go about this? And do you just leave, leave them kind of alone with their opinion?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's hard, you know, to convince somebody who is not interested, and um, I think, I mean, it would be the same as if you try to convince somebody, for example, to invest in gold, or, or some. I mean, it's just their decision in yeah, the end, so yeah. uh, if they are, you know, um, if they consciously make a decision based on all the facts and seeing how, you know, this, like, uh, this uh, in investments, in investment gives you uh, nice and steady returns, and, you know, the prices constantly growing and if you invested a bit, like many years ago now you know you have this return on investment and if they just don't care about it then i mean let them be you know oh, like exactly. they'll miss out on the great opportunity
0: mm-hmm. and and a lot of them also what i have experienced is a lot of them come back you know after a year or two yes like you explain it to them you, you try to convince them maybe a little bit but then they don't want to so obviously you leave them alone because it's everyone's decision the and then Even though they're so critical at this point, one year, two years, maybe three years later, they they come back and like, okay, I thought about it, like, I want to invest now, how should I go? You know, it's it's interesting. Then it it just takes a lot of
1: time. I think it it really depends on uh, mass adoption. And I think a lot Mm. of people wait to see what others are going to do. And then once they see that their neighbor or their cousin, you know, uh, invested and nothing bad happened, then they will maybe feel comfortable, okay, now I can do this
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And
1: also I think it depends on, on you know, um, that right now you can't really use Bitcoin to, I mean, you can't pay for services, but it's not like you can, you know, like what they always mentioned, it, 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 buy a coffee with it because yep. uh, of the transaction fees and so on. So I think until this happens, uh, you know, and until this mass adoption happens, then people will be more hesitant to. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Because it's a, it's a bigger risk now, yeah. Not, not to go with the masses, like you're, you're still an outsider if you do it now. Yes, a lot of people yes, don't want yeah. to, to, to be the outsider. Okay. So you, you uh, mentioned this, this friend that was in Mexico, uh, you, you met in Mexico, and he was very early, so he made a lot of money, right? So I think that's still uh, a, a persistent thought of people, like making money. For you, is it more, is Bitcoin more like a trading uh, asset? Like you, you, can, you can trade back and forth and make money out of it? Um, you know, buy low and sell high and stuff? Or is it more like a long-term investment for you?
1: Um, Well, I come from traditional finance world, so I and I do believe that unless you're a professional trader that spends time, you know, like every day, like eight to ten hours trading, and you spend the rest of your time researching, then you can't really beat the market. Uh, And then I don't believe that also, uh, so I, I kind of use the same thinking also for Bitcoin, and I don't think that this would be something that you is just to earn money fast, mm-hmm. you know, because um, as we discussed already, you know, it's hard to, dis- to say what the price really depends on, on Bitcoin. So unless you are at your computer all day trading, you know, and, and following the prices, uh, then you can't really be sure that you will, you know, all of a sudden earn a lot of money by day trading. Mm-hmm. So I think I really see a Bitcoin, uh, in most of the cases, as uh, long-term investment. -hmm. For these reasons, I mean, of course, there are some exceptions, but I think you know, a common person who invests in Bitcoin, I don't think that uh, you know they have time to do day trading and then to make sure that they're going to you know earn money on this. Absolutely
0: fantastic answer! Thank you very much. And so now, so you said you came from this. Um, traditional financial background—you you knew a lot about a lot about investing already from like the traditional, also from school and everything that you do. Dig, and now you work with a um, with a, also with an investment company, but in the crypto and blockchain, Bitcoin space. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit what CDVC so Crypto Valley Venture Capital, uh, is doing, and what what your role is there? Yes.
1: Yes. So. Um so I joined this company right after UBS, and for me it was really nice to kind of not to quit completely the financial world mm-hmm. and just go into startup industry. So this was like a nice mix in between, mm-hmm. because uh, CDVC, as it names says, it's a venture capital firm, and we invest in early stage startups. So it's usually uh, we invest in startups uh, in the in um, uh, before their Series A. Mm-hmm. So it's like seed. Uh, pre-seed seed and um, yeah, pre-seed and seed uh, stage and then um, we also have incubation program so not only did we invest in the startups but we also have uh, incubation program which we do once or twice a year and then we have um, yeah, it depends between 5 to 12 startups mm-hmm. every 6 months coming in going through the incubation programs uh, which lasts for 10 weeks okay. and then not only did we invest in them but we also teach them how to do business and technological stuff mm-hmm. and so on. And then besides, besides the uh, investment part and the incubation, we also do a lot of events. So we do a lot mm-hmm. of blockchain conferences, uh, meetups. Uh, and then uh, we also have a co-working space. And we have co-working space in Zug, which is the heart of Crypto Valley. And then we have uh, another co-working space in Vaduz. Mm-hmm. And now we're also working on opening an office in Dubai. Oh, and we also plan to, um, to um, have an uh, incubation program there as well together with okay. some partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately not because of coronavirus, mm-hmm. we had to delay our plans almost probably in twenty twenty one. Okay. This is going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, you're you're really doing a lot for the community, you know, all these all these awesome meetups and events and uh, co working and everything. That's very cool. Yeah. Um you you are very broad in like you you, you all, basically everything, that's my perspective, basically everything that has to do with uh, blockchain or crypto or Bitcoin is kind of in your focus. Um, what What is it that you, yourself, what is it that interests you in not only Bitcoin, but also crypto and blockchain uh, mm-hmm. projects?
1: Yeah, so what we like to say, so first speaking from me, I know my company we like to say that we're agnostic and we, you know, we're kind of n- neutral and we just... Uh, we like the technology and we want to see what is going to happen, with so we do not prefer, you know, one over the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, me personally, you know, now working there in, in, in this uh, blockchain incubator and uh, in, in this VC, um we also do some sort of, um, we also do consulting and advisory of other projects, so this gives me a lot of uh, inside view, you know, like of what other companies are doing and how they're applying their technology. And for example, um, we, some of you may know that CVC has this report, top 50 uh, yep. companies. And when I just joined, I was so interested in uh, understanding what are all these companies doing. So then I took this report and I started reading, you know, going to their websites, researching, reading their white papers mm-hmm. and so on. And I just love to see how they're applying uh, blockchain technology to mm-hmm. solve to solve different problems. And then you can usually you see, uh, you know, they're like, uh, these companies are usually grouped. So it's uh, finance, uh, it's... Uh, um, you know uh, protocols and then you have uh, some other applications of blockchain technology, but these are like the most common use cases yeah and uh, yeah, I just like to see how how they do it
0: just explore and you know be open and learn about, about yeah. a lot of things yeah so what, what is it maybe what what are like main learnings did you did you already have main learnings from all these from seeing uh, all these uh, startups you know evolve
1: yeah well, there are some pros and cons uh, of of blockchain i mean for example obviously um you know there are many benefits of uh having uh your business based on blockchain which you, all, you know everybody already knows about these benefits but there are also some downsides and for example one interesting thing that i observed lately is that some companies actually only use which is kind of not a good thing that they just use blockchain just as a means of getting funding yeah. and then they get themselves into trouble of like okay now what do we do you know we raise money from all these people doesn't even make sense yeah exactly doesn't <laughs> even make sense like it's not necessary first of all for, for our business and then yeah. second of all, now we have all these commitments and now you know all of a sudden we have to deliver on our promises and we that... have to
0: do something with blockchain <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: and then you know this causes uh and, and I think uh, as a consequence of this, that's why, um, you know, you, we also see so many projects who kind of in the end fail. And then that, that's how, you know, this like what people call shit coins emerge mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, just um, these companies, they just uh, thought, okay, at some point, you know, let's base our business on blockchain. But then when it comes to delivering results, it's more difficult than what they anticipated. And that's why we see so many failed projects in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's interesting that you you you, you name this shitcoin, coin, you know, because that there are definitely a lot of uh, you know shit coins lately. Uh, so there are more than five thousand different different crypto assets. Yeah. A lot of them has have basically no activity anymore, basically no volume, you know. So so I think maybe that's one reason that something that I also I, I am observing now also in in, in in the in the frame of this project is that it, there is a little war going on right now between like the Bitcoin maxing list who think, you know, Bitcoin is, is new money, it's everything is the best, and they really like, they, they're kind of hating against all these other crypto projects, with the, for them it's just all shit coins, which I can understand to a certain degree because, you know, as, as said, a lot of them are just doing it for the fast money and then they don't deliver anything and it's, you know, people lose money because of it, so, um, so they're very toxic against these. Um, and then on the other side it's it's this uh, uh it, it's this narrative okay yes let's be agnostic let's be open let's see where the technology brings us um yeah i don't know how, how do you feel uh, about this or how do you observe it maybe a little bit from a from a um, more objective mm-hmm. um, perspective why is there such a such an infight uh, between bitcoin and cryptocurrency?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I really like to stay neutral and I like to, you know, stay open-minded and see what's going to happen. I understand both sides, but I think, I but I also understand why there's conflict between them because, you know, like all these Bitcoin maximalists, they are kind of, very thoughtful about um, like world problems. And like, you have to be a very special person if you care about, you know, decentralization or like governments printing money or, you know, uh, dictatorship or, you know, banks controlling your bank accounts. And and so these are some very important and deep questions that not like average person thinks about. And then Mm -hmm. if if you're a Bitcoin maximalist and you care, and this is why you like Bitcoin, um, that means that you really, there's substance behind you and, you know, you're deep and there's substance. And then for example, you look into some of these other projects where, where there's no substance behind them and you look into their token economics and it's just like, like, almost like a scam, you know? And then of course, you know, because you, you understand and you care about, uh, serious and important things. And of course, when you see something that is like, uh, Shape. <laughs> then of course, you know, you're uh, kind of thinking and, 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 uh, almost like hating on, on these yeah. people who are scammers, end and who do not care about important things in, um, in, as for example, Bitcoin maximalists do. So I do understand why there is a kind of, uh, fight between, uh, you know, um, altcoins and, and yeah. bitcoins. But nice. obviously you
0: still think that there are some uh, valid projects uh, yeah. around that?
1: Yes, yeah, that's important to mention. So there are also different types of tokens and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, for example, I, I do believe in tokenization of assets and I do believe in, uh, you know, in, uh, security tokens. Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe that there are very good projects, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, which have future, but then there are a lot of other projects with, you know, for example, some utility tokens that are, you know, debatable and that, you know, you are really, um, once you do, once you take time to really look into their economics, then you really realize, okay, I don't know if this, yeah. if this makes sense. Yeah. So it really depends. And and that's why I say, let's just stay open-minded and see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the reason why why Relay, for example, really now decided to, to, to only be, you know, to, to be Bitcoin only is is exactly that as well. So either, all, all the other cryptocurrencies are either um, scams um, and then obviously we don't want to offer scams to invest or to, to our customers. And then there is maybe a subset of uh, cryptos that make sense in a way, like in their use case. Mm-hmm. But their use case is usually not saving or investing yes, or yeah. anything. Their utility tokens, I mean obviously as you said, tokenizing t- tokenization of assets, yes. Um, but then this is basically usually a, an underlying of a real asset or you know yes, exactly um and then but like there's no other cryptocurrency than bitcoin that's actually um optimizing for this use case of long term saving you know yes. and, and, and investing so it's the uh, and and sound money um and that's what convinced us in the end to really stay, you know, Bitcoin only, because we, we think that it's really the best savings technology in the world. And we think that everybody should have access to the best savings in the world because saving is an important uh, thing that people should be able to do. Uh, nevertheless, whether they uh, live in, you know, a country where the government just prints money like crazy and stuff like that, everybody should have access to it this and that's why we really stay uh, stay bitcoin only that's uh, and i think that's a, that's a very valid point that you said you, know, that you don't want to expose people to these to these scams. and i think that's a very hard job that you also have to do i mean you you also don't want to invest in scams, right and the things that doesn't don't make
1: sense yeah yeah that's a very that's a very good point and um you know, for example, that's what the, one of the reasons uh, why I mentioned that we invest in between five to 12 startups is that we usually, you know, as, as CVVC and as CV Labs, we really try to find real substantial projects, you know, mm-hmm. and then we say, okay, if we don't find, because we have, I don't know how many applications, I think, I mean, over, um, I mean, I don't want to say now numbers, but we have over 100 applications and then we scan all these projects and then out of these hundred then we say okay like there are you know uh maybe maybe this time only five that are going to be really well because we really want to make sure that we invest in like real meaningful mm-hmm. use case and not in scanning projects mm-hmm.
0: amazing thank you very much for being here ivana maybe one last question uh, yeah. which we also always ask is uh, how much of your total funds do you hold in Bitcoin. <laughs> or maybe in your case, another uh, crypto. Well. Yes,
1: that's a very good question. And um, what I want to say there is that right now I'm uh, um, investing a lot in starting my own business mm-hmm. and in my education. So, uh, like more more or less, everything that I earn right now goes into that. So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not uh, investing in Bitcoin right now, but uh, definitely in the future. I plan to once you have, have a significant so, portion of, yeah i
0: mean um, it's a, it's also a savings capital right once you have actually have something to save, yes, you invest yeah. everything in yourself at the moment in your business yeah. and obviously you don't have anything to save But one you will once you will be um uh, sa- uh, ha- ha- will have like a couple of bucks end of the month to save. Yeah. what do you think how much um like percentage-wise would you would you put into bitcoin yeah
1: well um yeah, it's, very, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, it also depends on your own person's uh, appetite for risk yep. you know, and uh, I'm kind of young and I'm single, so I don't mind investing a larger portion of my income in, in, in riskier assets. Mm-hmm. So definitely I think I would invest I don't know I mean m- maybe even up to up to 50 percent of my assets wow, you know, on Bitcoin yeah.
0: Cool, interesting. Let's uh, close it with that. Thank you very much, Inanna. Thank you very much for
1: inviting me here.